This is the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm your host, master coach, and emotional resiliency expert, Lisa Carpenter. I'm here to be your guide through real, raw conversations, navigating life as a high achiever. This show covers what it takes to create physical and emotional well-being, along with how to honor and partner with your body. I'm here to guide you to a connected relationship with yourself, turning self-care into a way of being and not just another task on your to-do list. After all, the things we love, we take care of. This podcast gives you permission to love what you do, but love yourself more. Welcome to the Full Frontal Living Podcast. Well, hey, hey, Full Frontal Living listener. I'm so happy to have you tuning in here again on another Monday. And if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. We're going to be covering a nice, easy breezy topic today. Not so much. Uh, I'm going to be diving into shame today, specifically shame and guilt and how we can navigate these emotions. Because what you may or may not realize is that shame is shame is an emotion that we really struggle to identify with. You know, if if somebody had asked me, you know, seven years ago, eight years ago, if I was carrying around a lot of shame, I would have said, no, (laughs) no, I'm happy. Everything's good. I'm totally fine. I love my life. I really had the blinders on. And if you're tuning into this podcast, then I'm going to guess that you also have some blinders on. And you might be starting to wake up to some of the behaviors in your life that aren't okay. You're recognizing that you're not feeling super good. You're tired of the overdoing, the being busy all the time, the not being able to stay consistent about taking care of yourself physically or emotionally. And I hate to be the bearer of the bad news, but quite often underneath all of that is shame. Shame that we aren't good enough. Shame that we don't belong. Uh, Shame that we have some inherent flaw in who we are that we just can't change. So this is why I want to dive into shame because it's not a super popular topic. It's definitely not flashy. But on this podcast, we're not interested in flash. We're interested in keeping it real. So let's talk about shame and guilt. My life has been changed multiple times by so many different people. Uh, But a person who profoundly impacted my life was the work of Brene Brown. So if you haven't ever heard of Brene Brown, please go and look her up. Check out her uh, TED Talk on YouTube on uh, shame and vulnerability changed my life. And uh, I was introduced to her at the time when Macy had just gone off to rehab and I was swirling in all the messiness and had no idea what was happening in my life. And a chance encounter with an old client on a you know street corner in the little village where I live. And she hadn't seen her forever. And she was just like, wow, you know, what's going on in your life? And of course, you know, I totally lied. Everything's fine. Cause that's what we do when we're feeling shame. We just say everything's good and hope nobody notices. 
And she said, you know, I've been reading this book and I think you'd love it and yada, yada. And she gave me this woman's name and I literally looked up the talk, cried, um, and realized that I needed to step into taking some very vulnerable action. And I wrote Macy a letter. And at this time I had completely uh, disconnected from him while he was in treatment. But I was very much in that place of anger and resentment and frustration and learning how to navigate my way in the world. And sometimes we can go from being like overgivers, overhelpers to, you know, swinging too far the other way. So anyways, let's just say that this this cracked me open a little bit and it it allowed me to see the world through a different lens. And it really allowed me to look at the work that I was doing with women at the time, which was specifically focused around nutrition and weight loss and how I could serve them better. So again, you know, seven and a half years ago was when I started down the deep rabbit hole of self-development, but not just drinking from the fountain or the fire hose, which is what many of you do, but actually getting in the trenches and getting dirty. And this is the thing about transformation. And I've talked about this on previous episodes. You can read all the self-help books. You can listen to all the podcast episodes, but unless you actively take action and start to change things, nothing will change. And quite often we're working from a place of not knowing what we don't know. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if your life isn't the way you want it to be, if you're not feeling amazing in your body and you're not feeling amazing in your relationships and you don't have, you know, some ease and some freedom and flexibility in your life, if you feel like you're constantly a victim of your circumstances, it means you have to actually do more than just read the books. You have to start doing things, right? So it's it's changing the stories that are driving you. It's having support with somebody who can actually help you identify the belief systems that you're working through. So this was where I was at, right? I'd been cracked open and I started exploring um, my behaviors which really led me to the place of realizing that I was so addicted and I didn't even know that these were bad or wrong uh, because they were just, it just was the way it was. I didn't know what people pleasing was. I didn't know I was a crazy control freak. I didn't recognize I was constantly approval seeking and chasing certificates and degrees and all the things, right? It, I was always on to the next thing. It was never quite good enough. I didn't realize that the energy that was driving all of that was because I never felt good enough, right? We just get so caught in the busyness and the doing, we never actually question or get curious about like, why does this matter so much to me? Yet I never felt better. And that that was really the hardest part was I remember sitting and crying and thinking, am I ever really going to be happy? Because it didn't matter what came into my life. It didn't matter what I had. I just always felt like there was something missing, like I was seeking something and that I wasn't living up to my potential, but I didn't even know what that was. And I had so many of these behaviors in the way that there was no possible way for me to live up 
to my potential, whatever that is. I don't even know if we ever truly live up to our potential. All I know now is that it sure is fun chasing down bigger things and leaning into things more. But that's because I've I've done the work to clear these to clear the things that were holding me back. I operate very differently as a human now than I have in the past. So coming back to shame and guilt. Shame is at the root of you know process addictions and substance addictions. So things like control, people pleasing, approval seeking, caretaking. These are all what we refer to as behavior addictions or process addictions. And there's, you know, perfectionism falls into there as well. I had them all, you name it. I was suffering with all of them and had no idea. Shame is also at the root of substance addictions, whether it's gambling or porn or drinking or drugs or social media, right? I mean, let's face it, social media has become a new addiction. I mean, put your phone and lock your phone in a drawer for an afternoon and watch how many times you go to scratch that itch, right? It's a, it's a real thing. And then tell me how often you get off of social media and think, wow, my life is amazing. I had a client just last week who said, you know, I just, I wasn't feeling good, Lisa, and I don't know why I'm not feeling good. I'd been on social media and now I'm just not feeling good. And I said, do you understand that every time you go on social media, you are choosing to be in other people's energy? And for the most part, there's a lot of stuff on social media that I don't really care to see. So it's very, I don't really mindlessly scroll anymore. I go to specific places on social media where I'm looking to find out about somebody that sounds a little creepy. I mean, like I'm looking to connect with somebody that I know and hear about what they're doing. Uh, but I'm very intentional about my social media. So these are all um, kind of substance process addictions, right? Shopping, right? Overspending, like not spending your money with discernment. That can also be addiction. These are all things to numb. And we talk about that a lot on this podcast, numbing. But what is it we're numbing? right? Like that's the bigger question. What is it that you are numbing? So I want to describe the difference between shame and guilt. So you have a really clear understanding because you might be listening thinking, I don't feel shameful about anything, Lisa. This isn't really resonating with me. So stay with me because I have yet to meet someone who doesn't have some level of shame in their life. And I've had clients say to me, I don't have shame. And I've just you know, half smiled and nodded. And I know that will come out over time. When I finally acknowledged that I was operating from shame um, and, you know, shame is driven by low self-worth, low self-esteem, low levels of self-love. Because again, shame is all about, I am not good enough. It was devastating. Who wants to admit that? I mean, who wants to get out of bed in the morning and acknowledge that, Everything in their life has been driven by feeling not good enough. That pretty much sucks. Okay, so let me give you the definition so you can take a look at where you are. So I'm going to start with guilt. Guilt is actually a very healthy emotion. Guilt tells us that something we did wasn't really okay and that we need to course correct, right? Guilt allows us to check in with our values. Um, like I said, it, it allows us to take a step back and say, okay, what worked here and what didn't work. And so guilt isn't, 
Guilt isn't a bad thing, right? Guilt is like, okay, I need to check in. I I want my kids to have a healthy level of guilt, not an unhealthy level of guilt, but a healthy level of guilt where they know what that feels like and they can go, okay, you know what? That wasn't okay, right? I did that thing and that person felt that way. And you know what? That's not okay. I need to really watch how I say things or not watch how I say things, but you know what I mean? Like we are responsible for the words that are coming out of our mouths. We are not responsible for how they are received by others, but we are responsible for what we speak. So that is what guilt is. Guilt is healthy, right? Maybe you yelled at your kids last night and you're feeling crappy about it, right? And you know that they didn't really deserve to be yelled at because they were just being kids. So that guilt allows you as a mom to step back and say, okay, you know, how could I take better care of myself so that I can show up better for my kids? Guilt is also saying like, okay, maybe one piece of cake was enough and I didn't need to, right? You don't make it about you. You made a decision. It wasn't okay. Well, maybe it was, right? But if you're feeling guilty about it, what is that guilt trying to tell you so that you can, again, course correct? Now, with shame, the difference with shame, shame is this inherent belief that we're not okay, that we are unchangeable. I can't lose weight, right? I'll never have an amazing relationship. What is wrong with me? Why can't I just stop overeating? I'm just not good with money. It's never going to be perfect enough. It's never going to be good enough. I'm never going to know enough. Why is it so hard for me to learn? What's wrong with me? Why can't I just be like them? That's the language of shame. Guilt is I did something bad wrong, whatever you want to call it. Shame is I am bad. Shame is a belief that you are not good enough. Shame is so destructive. Shame keeps us locked in our behaviors and in our addictions. Shame tells us that it's not safe to talk about these things. Shame is afraid of judgment. Shame is afraid of being in the light. When Macy went to rehab, I didn't tell anybody. I lied to my clients. I didn't tell my family because addiction is so shameful. But is it? But is it? By us not talking about addiction, and this is why I had Macy on, and you can go back and check out that uh, previous episode. I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. Because I believe that us not talking about the things we feel shameful about is, is what is costing so many people their lives and so many relationships are falling apart and people are becoming sick, right? Disease, dis-ease. We need to start talking about the things that we feel shameful about because if we don't, we stay trapped in our behaviors, Right? So we don't want to tell anybody that we're eating in the middle of the night. Right? Everybody's gone to bed and you're sneaking down into the kitchen. We want we don't want to tell anybody that, you know, we look sick. Everybody thinks we this was a huge one for me. Everybody thought I was like crushing it and so successful, but behind the scenes, I felt like I was falling apart and a fraud. That's shame. Right? And why was it there? Because 
the money in my bank account didn't match the external success I was having. And I felt shameful about that. In order for me to get over my struggles and challenges and, you know, addiction to lack and suffering and all that kind of stuff, I had to talk about how I was feeling about money. And the clients that I welcome into my practice, we have to talk about the things that they don't want to talk to anybody else about. That's why I take my work so seriously. That's why I pride myself on having a very intimate uh, coaching practice. Because for most of the women I work with, they have never experienced a level of intimacy where they can share everything without feeling like they're going to be judged, right? Because shame is don't put yourself out there. Somebody's going to judge you. I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to help free you from the things that are keeping you trapped. So how do we combat shame? right? How do we get out of this loop once we've identified shame? So let me go back. I want, I want to give you an exercise that will help you identify whether or not you're operating with, with shame. And it really comes down to identifying the voices that are in your head. And I can tell you all day long, you're chattering at yourself and you're not paying attention. Why? Because you're too busy trying to numb it out, right? You don't want to hear the voice of shame. But what is possible if you gave yourself an opportunity to sit and write about the things in your life that are bothering you. So maybe it's about weight in your body. Maybe it's about your money. Maybe it's about your relationships or maybe it's about your business, right? For me, it was money in my business. And if you just simply start writing everything that you believe. So in my weight loss from within program, one of the first days I asked them to do a brain dump. And I asked them to journal about how they really feel about food in their body. So you can do the same exercise or insert, how do you really feel about your business? Or how do you really feel about your relationship with your husband? Or how do you really feel about your relationship with money? Write out everything. Don't edit it. Don't filter it. Don't worry about sentences. But everything you think, I want you to write out. And don't hold back. Put all of your emotion into it. Let your anger and your resentment and your frustration come out. Let the sadness be there. But get it all out. Because when you can write this all down on paper and simply witness the things you are saying to yourself, that's the first step. Now we have awareness. Because whether you're... You know, when you write it out, what that does is it gives you an outlet to get it on paper so you can see it. Like you can literally now see your thoughts and we can start to transform them instead of you thinking like you know what you're thinking about, because half the time you don't know what you're thinking about because you're doing everything in your power to not be thinking your thoughts. So you're just trying to stuff down. You're trying to stuff down your thoughts because your thoughts are helping to create your emotions, right? You don't like how you feel. You feel bad. You don't know why you feel bad because you're thinking about stuff, but you don't want to actually slow down and hear the thoughts. So you get lost, you get trapped in this, this loop, right? You get trapped in this loop. And I want to, to, I want to stop the spin. Let's stop the spin and identify the voices that are going in your head. Let's start to pull those stories out and put them out on paper. So please do this exercise. And then I want you to see the language at which you're using. So just write 
and then see the language that you're using and identify, wow, am I feeling guilty? Or is this a whole lot of self-loathing and shame and me not feeling good enough and me feeling like, you know, I'm never going to have this and my body's a failure and I suck at managing my money and I'm a horrible business owner and I'm a terrible parent. I don't even know how I, how I managed to have children because I can't even raise them. I'm going to ruin them. Yes, I am in your head. I've done a lot of work with a lot of clients over a lot of topics. So there is no judgment. So I want you to know whatever you're feeling is okay because we can't fix this and you're not broken, right? When I say fix, I mean we can't change your beliefs if you don't know what it is you believe, if you don't know what it is you're saying to yourself. We have to get all of it out because that's how you free yourself from the shame. And once you've identified it, then we get to step into, okay, well, how do we combat this? How do we combat this? How do we destroy shame? <sighs> Take a breath because this is where the work is. We combat shame with self-love, with self-acceptance, and with our self-esteem. And these, now imagine this, when you look at that piece of paper and you read all the trashy things you're saying to yourself, imagine if you could fill as much paper with amazing things about yourself, right? When was the last time you actually said positive things about your body, about your money, about your relationships, about how amazing of a human being you are? You know, self-love can be this pie-in-the-sky thing, but, you know, self-love is, it's not something you do. It's about em embodying a way of being, being in a loving relationship with yourself, being in a relationship where you don't make decisions that are going to erode your self-esteem, erode your confident, confidence, or erode your self-worth. Right. So when you're engaging in different behaviors, when you're saying yes to somebody, when you're exhausted, and what you really need to do is say yes to yourself so you can take a nap, that's putting a deposit into your self worth piggy bank. That's putting a deposit into your self love piggy bank. This is how we start to break down and release the shame, step into our worthiness and reprogram the behaviors that have been driving us. Because the better you feel about yourself, when you no longer make yourself available for thoughts that tell you you're not good enough, that's when you free yourself from shame. So now that you've put all those, you know, all those stories down on paper, it's staying aware when that voice pops up, that critical voice. And saying, I'm not available for this. And I insert my first name, right? Like a mom. I mom myself. Lisa, we are no longer available for this train of thinking, right? So at the time it was Lisa. We're no longer available to beat ourselves up about our money. You're doing an amazing job, right? I had to celebrate every single day the things I was doing to combat that old sense of shame and not good enough. I had to fight for my worthiness. 
I had to decide I was going to be good enough, not because some fairy showed up my up at my door one day and said, oh, today I am here to deliver your self-worth, but because I decided, I decided I was no longer willing or available to live from a place of shame and feeling not good enough. So you get to choose. You can stay trapped in your behaviors and just pretending like, well, that's just who I am. But it's not. That's what you're telling yourself. Because underneath it, there's shame there that needs to be healed. And the more we can bring shame out into the light, the more we can talk about it, the more we can free ourselves from it, oh, the more freedom we have. Because, you know, walking around, you know, the way it was described to me, and I've always remembered this metaphor, carrying around shame and stories is like having a backpack full of boulders that you've been cursed to to walk with for a lifetime. But the irony is at any point in time, you can take the backpack off, you can take the, the rocks out, you can put them down at the side of the road, paint some flowers on them and let them go. And that's the next step in this. You know, once you've identified and you start identifying, you know, how you're going to work on your self-esteem and your worthiness, and it's different for everybody, right? You have to forgive yourself. You have to be willing to forgive yourself for telling yourself those stories for however long. And that can be done through writing yourself a letter, right? Like I have people, I have my clients write letters to their bodies, apologizing to their bodies and forgiving themselves for how they treated themselves. I've written myself letters about how hard I was on myself for so many years. I didn't know what I didn't know, but the act of forgiving myself meant that I was releasing the past and I was no longer hostage to any of it. It allowed me to step into where I am today. And all we have is today, tomorrow's Tomorrow's gone, and who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. tomorrow. Tomorrow's gone, and who knows what's happening tomorrow, right? We have this moment. So forgiveness can look like doing EFT, emotional freedom technique, which is tapping. So go Google it. Go look up uh, Brad Yates. He's um, a master of EFT. And you basically tap different spots on your body, and you say, even though, even though I'm struggling With loving my body, I love and accept myself. I love and accept myself. I love and accept myself. I think there's one other sentence in there as well. So there's writing a letter to yourself. I've also done visualizations where I sit and I call in that younger version of myself. And I hold her hands. I know this sounds kind of woo, but bear with me. I hold her hands in my visualization. I look her in the eye. And I forgive myself for not knowing what I didn't know. I had to do this with my relationship with my parents. I had to do this with my relationship with myself, right? I've said before on a, on a previous episode, I'm so grateful there was no social media back in the day when I was a teenager because I was a hot mess. I was a hot mess. And I did a lot of things that I could look back on and hold a lot of shame over my head and feelings of not good enough. But you know what? I was just looking for love and I was looking to be loved. 
I didn't know any better. And by forgiving myself, I freed myself from the shame and I was able to step into a new way of being with myself. And that's really what this podcast is all about. Full Frontal Living is all about you letting go of all the stories that you've been holding about yourself so that you can be who you really are without the BS, without the numbing behavior and bring a lot more peace and ease and joy into your life because shame and joy, mm, you know, I'll leave you with this. Brene Brown says that if we try and live without feeling We'll never really experience life. And I'm going to butcher her quote, so I'm sorry, Brene, if you're ever listening to this. But the reality is, you know, if we try and numb out the shame, if we don't feel it, it means that we are also going to numb out the joy. Your emotions are like colors on a rainbow. Do you want just a beige rainbow? It's not very spectacular. So although nobody really wants to feel shame or frustration or resentment or anger, all of our emotions are here to guide us, to help us release things. And if you want to experience amazing joy and peace and ease, then you have to be willing to do the work around where you are holding yourself hostage to your stories and your shame. So you can set yourself free. So just a light episode here on this Monday. I want to remind you that you are important in this world, that you matter, but you have to make the decision that you matter most. And that's what self-esteem and self-love and self-worth are all about, is knowing that you matter. And even if you feel a little guilty about it, that's okay. You'll get over the guilt. What you won't get over is shame unless you do the work. So much love to you. Take good care of you so that you can show up and help to transform the world, whether that's inside the four walls of your own home or whether you're out in the world doing other glorious things. Ladies, we need to rise up. The world needs us to. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, and I will see you next week. Can just 60 minutes transform your life? It seems rather remarkable that you could sit down with me for an hour and experience such a radical shift in perspective, your life won't quite be the same again, but in the best way possible. The fact that you're listening to the podcast means you're probably like most of my clients, you're smart, ambitious, and juggling a million responsibilities. You may or may not have already realized that you should be making yourself a priority, but let's be honest, you aren't. Instead, you're swirling about in your monkey mind, trying to multitask the pieces of your life while waiting for everyone else to get their shit together so you can feel better, slow down and relax. Am I right or am I right? In fact, you probably already know what you should be doing. Whether it's to get healthy, take better care of yourself, grow your business, make more money, be a better mom, wife, friend, you know what you should do. In fact, you're buried in shoulds and you're frustrated because if you're like most of my high achieving clients, you actually believe you should be able to make it all happen. You've noticed you're great at taking action, but seem to lack the willpower to stay the course. 
you've also noticed that when times get tough or circumstances get difficult, you default into poor habits and taking care of yourself becomes an afterthought. You've tried the strategies, diets, plans, programs, courses, read all the self-help books and have worked so damn hard. So why aren't you there yet? Imagine being healthy, wealthy, rested, fulfilled, stress-free, and loving your life, business, and body. I want you to know that it is possible to slow down, find more ease in your life, take better care of your health, and still be a high-achieving, ambitious go-getter. But this shift doesn't have to be a struggle, and it doesn't mean sacrificing your family, business, or other priorities. It just requires that you matter more to yourself. Sooner or later, most people realize they need support to change. And the sooner you get support, the quicker you'll be rewarded with amazing results. If you've been tuning into the Full Frontal Living podcast regularly, you must be resonating with what I'm sharing. You may have been kicking around the idea of working with me for a little while now. Maybe you've even started to fill out the application more than once. Choosing to work with me is choosing to invest in yourself and transform your life. But no more excuses, no more putting it off, no more compromising. But if you're feeling resistance, I'm curious to know just how much more exhaustion, poor health, struggle, and lackluster results you are willing to endure. If you are ready for a master coach who will lovingly call you on your bullshit and challenge you to step into radical self-love, emotional resiliency, and self-worth, let's get started. Before you do anything else, head over to lisacarpenter.ca forward slash WWM. Fill out the application, complete it, and book your 60-minute session with me, and let's transform where you are now and get you to where you want to be.